Hey everybody, this week's narration is another essential article on epistemology. It's entitled, Logic is Not a Convention. Technically speaking, you can move the rook diagonally, you're just breaking the rules. We like to think of rules and laws as optional. To the extent that we agree on a set of rules, we can sit down and enjoy a game of chess or checkers. But if one party decides to reject the rules, if the rooks start moving diagonally and the knights promote themselves to queens, then the game of chess is over and pieces might start flying. Language works in a similar fashion. If we all agree on grammatical rules and general vocabulary, we can enjoy a conversation and effectively communicate. But if one party starts speaking by another set of rules in a different language, then the communication is over. If you don't understand the rules, then a new language is indistinguishable from gibberish. At any point, we can opt out of the rules of language. We can form structureless sentences, or we can throw chess pieces around. We can break criminal law. We can even break social laws and norms. I mean, you're free to run around a grocery store in your underwear shouting nursery rhymes if you'd like. I wouldn't recommend it, but it's certainly possible. However, it's essential to critical thinking to understand that not all laws are optional. Specifically, the laws of sound reasoning are not optional. You can't opt out of them while still making sense. They aren't convention. Mathematical laws work the same way. 2 plus 2 equals 4 isn't a convention. It's a necessary truth given the meaning of the terms, and it doesn't matter if you just deny it. To the extent that you think you're opting out of necessary rules, you're necessarily wrong. These rules are discovered, if you will. They're not created. Now, this article is an extension of what I've been saying for quite a while, that logic is something that is inescapable. But a great deal of people contact me and leave comments saying, well, which logic are you talking about? As if there are many different logics out there. So how could you say that everything is only grounded in one logic? This objection, unfortunately, confuses the word logic with the meaning of the concept logic. So don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that there's some objective definition for the word logic. I mean, no word has an objective definition. In fact, a huge amount of confusion is caused by people trying to appeal to the right definition or the wrong definition, but ultimately, every word is ostensively defined. We point to what we mean. Whether or not our pointing was successful, whether or not the concept was understood by another party, is never a guaranteed thing. Communication isn't perfect. But what I mean by logic is not the process of human reasoning, it's not the conventions of thinking or a school of thought, it isn't a field of study, though you can study it. Logic is the inescapable rules of existence. It's what all human reasoning appeals to. These rules are not determined by committee or a culture. They're not optional. They are necessarily tied to all existence. Neither logic could be without existence, nor existence without logic. Each implies the other. If that doesn't make sense, let me try to point to what I mean by the word logic, by starting with the words true and false. Here's what I mean by true. Take the sentence, I am having the experience of talking into a microphone right now. Now that statement has a meaning. It doesn't really matter whether or not other people share the same definitions for experience or talking. I understand what those words mean. But the statement also possesses another quality. What it claims about reality are accurate. I am indeed having the experience of talking into a microphone. Contrast this with another sentence. I am having the experience of eating ham. 
Now, both propositions are sensible, they mean something, but the second sentence lacks a quality that the former had. Namely, I'm not having the experience of eating ham. It's precisely this difference, you can call it the accuracy of the proposition, which we label as trueness. The first proposition has trueness, meaning it's a claim that accurately describes reality, while the second proposition lacks this trueness. It's a sensible claim that doesn't accurately describe reality. Now, please don't take this as a linguistic definition of truth. I'm simply trying to point to what I mean by the word. Trueness and not-trueness are real qualities regardless of the words that you choose to reference them. But our analysis shouldn't stop here. Okay, so consider the trueness of this sentence. I am having the experience of talking into a microphone. What if we take the following sentence? It is not true that I am having the experience of talking into a microphone. There is an essential relationship between these two sentences. The latter is a perfect negation of the former, to the extent that the first sentence is saying such and such about reality is true, the latter is saying the exact opposite. Such and such about reality is not true. So here's what that means. If the sentence that I am having the experience of talking into a microphone is true, then it must be the case that the sentence I am not having the experience of talking into a microphone is not true true. I mean, that's what we mean by not true, the negation of true. Thus, a proposition and its negation are necessarily mutually exclusive. Otherwise, the proposition necessarily hasn't been negated. That's what we mean by negation in the first place. Now, again, this isn't about the definition of the word negation. It's about the concept of what's happening. If you don't like the word negation, you can choose whatever assortment of syllables that pleases you. I've tried to point to the conceptual meaning of trueness and not-trueness. Now, what about logic? Consider the question, why are the categories of true and not-true mutually exclusive? Why is the negation of a true claim about reality not-true? I call the answer to that question logic. The inescapable rules of necessity. It's not convention. You can't choose to break the rules, i.e., you cannot do what cannot be done. It's not optional. You can't opt out. The reason that something cannot be true and not true at the same time is not a cultural phenomena. It's absolutely necessary. Now, when you see what I'm pointing to, you understand what the word inescapable means. It's completely impossible for a negation of something not to be a negation just like it's impossible for an accurate claim about reality to be inaccurate. I mean, if it were inaccurate, then it wouldn't be accurate in the first place. And why shouldn't it be otherwise? Because it couldn't be otherwise. It doesn't even make any sense to say that it could be. It's literally nonsensical and meaningless. This does not reflect the laws of thought. This reflects the laws of reality. So when people say, but there are different logics out there, they don't realize that all thought processes presuppose the same logical principles. Even if they claim to deny them, they've affirmed them. But of course, this shouldn't be surprising as the rules are inescapable. To be precise, it's the laws of identity and non-contradiction, which every thought presupposes. They are at the bottom of every worldview, whether they're acknowledged or not. And to the extent that anybody denies the law of non-contradiction, they are objectively wrong, and you can know it. This isn't pig-headedness. This isn't dogma. It's necessarily true. If you think in theory that there could be a sentence which is both true and not true at the same time, 
a inaccurate, accurate claim about reality, then your conception of truth isn't sharp enough. You've not thought it through. Negation necessarily means the explicit denial of the truth of a proposition, if it's negation at all. So this is my attempt to point at logical principles. I've not created the rules, but I've discovered them along with many other philosophers. If my communication is ineffective, I'll keep pointing at it with different sentences. Nothing is more foundational or important in all of philosophy. If you like these ideas, make sure to subscribe. And if you want to help create a more rational worldview, then please head over to my Patreon page and you can support content like this for $1. To read this article or to learn about my books, check out steve-patterson.com.